Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. My name is Brian Fanzo, better known as iSocial Fans, and you guys are listening to episode number 52. And as I promised on the end of episode 51, I'd get back to recording these live on Facebook Live, which I am doing right now. So thank you, everybody, that's watching here live, the live broadcast on a Monday. It is a Columbus Day, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but... The only reason I ever really knew Columbus Day was, you know, growing up, it was a day I got off of school. But I think once I got out of school, you know, I graduated high school and college. I don't even think I got it off in college, but uh, once I graduated high school, um, I think I no longer cared about Columbus Day. Columbus Day wasn't um, a day on my radar. So maybe if you have kids that you're you're remembering and aware of the day being uh, uh, Columbus Day. But uh, I'm broadcasting live from my new studio here uh, in Manassas, Virginia. So I couldn't be more excited about having a new place. place to broadcast the room the studio isn't fully set up now but I did get enough uh, set up to get uh, the lights the table the desk um, as well as the podcasting microphone set up and it's been a crazy couple weeks for me Uh, for those of you that have been following me on the other social channels uh, I've been you know I was in Chicago working with HP I got to go down and speak at an event with Dell Uh, I then went and spoke at an event in Las Vegas uh, called Saradin uh, Insights, where it's an HR technology conference about the millennial mindset. And so I've been busy, busy, to say the least. And uh, busy would be an understatement, but um, I just posted on Instagram that chaos is the new normal. And if I believe that, then there's no reason for me to complain about being too busy or having things going too much going on because uh, there's no such thing as really too busy. You get to decide what your priorities are and how you make things work. So, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, a question that I get a lot and I get it in many different ways and I get it in different formats. And it's, I think it's because, you know, I talk a lot with my, my shows and my, uh, my keynotes about, you know, living in this digital world and the digital world we live in being full of distractions. I always use the, uh, the example that, you know, my grandfather growing up in Pittsburgh always said he had, you know, he had, he had two ways to get his news. He, or three ways, I guess he got his news from the newspaper from my grandmother, or um, from the TV, which he only had one channel, or maybe he had three channels, but since he didn't have a remote control, he only called it one channel. And in the world we live in today, we are distracted by everything and anything. Uh, you know, I'm very open to the fact that I have ADHD, but even if you don't have ADHD, uh, there's 30 apps on your phone that give you news. There's another 30 apps that allow people to connect with you. Everything from, you know, Facebook Messenger to iMessage to instant to text message to, you know, Instagram DM, Twitter DM, LinkedIn InMail, regular email, heaven forbid, email. Uh, Then not to mention you have Slack messages and you have all of these notifications and messages going on 
And one of the questions I seem to always get, and it, it comes around in the influencer marketing space, it comes around when people say they want to start a podcast, you know, how do they get guests on their show? It comes around when they say, you know, how do I get somebody to work with me and my brand? Or, you know, one of my favorite things is like, you know, how do I, I know when is the best time or the best way to get somebody to say yes to me? And, you know, I'm not someone, I'm not going to say that I am the, the greatest social selling expert in the world. Social selling, you know, there's some good friends of mine that are really good with social selling. Uh, if you need tips on that area, uh, Jack Kawakowski and uh, Coca Sexton uh, are two of the best that I know in, in the traditional social selling. But I have kind of this this rule of thumb and I, and I have this way of, of kind of building out my database with people. And I wanted to share that with you, know, you guys, the community here of FOMO fans, because with the fear of missing out with so many distractions and so much going on, when, you, when you're going to ask somebody to do something for you, you're asking them to you know, maybe contribute a quote to a blog post. Maybe you want them to share out your video. Maybe you want them to be a guest on your podcast. Maybe you want them to schedule a meeting with you so you can hard sell them on whatever your product or service is. This world that we're living in today, and I, wanna, and I really want to put this, you know, I want to stress this. We are so distracted and we have so much things happening and being sent to us inbound. If you do not stand out from the noise, if you do not follow kind of the, the guidance that I'm going to give you, you're not only going to just add to the noise, but I probably get five or six requests in my, email, uh, in my email box a week that I never open. And that might sound like I'm being a little bit, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be high or mighty here, but the, the email itself, the way it's written, the way that the, the title is written, and even uh, the choice of using email for that type of ask, um, to me, shows to me that you don't listen, you don't care. And here's the, here's the first rule of thumb, and this is something I want to stress throughout this podcast episode, is that if you want somebody to care about you, if you want them to take time out of their day to read an email, to respond to an instant message, to reply to a text message, if you want them to spend their hard-earned time, which remember, time is the only thing we cannot buy more of, then you must show you care. You must care about them and make that known. And for people that are out there, that this sounds really basic, it sounds really easy, but I promise you, a majority of people get this wrong. When you are when you're communicating with people and you are want something out of them, you must communicate with how they want to be communicated with. So let me clarify this, right? So for me, I'm very connected. I am on every social channel that exists. So my notifications are are slightly crazy. So I have, you know, people that send me Twitter DMs, I have people that send me Skype messages, uh, you know, Instagram DM, LinkedIn inmail. But one of the things that you know is really important to me is it's great when you can communicate on all of those channels. But if you have to, if you want something from me, you probably need to communicate where I prefer being communicated with, right? And and that doesn't mean that the conversation isn't going to lead to email. It doesn't mean the conversation isn't going to lead to a phone call. Um, and oftentimes, you know, if you do call me, um, that's actually one that surprises me a lot, and I end up picking up the phone. But this is something the art of the ask, you know. And I and I I, I talk a lot about the influence that Gary Vaynerchuk had with me. Uh, if you haven't read Jab 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 Right Hook. Um, by Gary Vaynerchuk, you're really missing out because Gary highlights in that book 
how do you get him to reply to things? How do you how do you make people want to reply? How do you make people reply immediately or prioritize your reply? And the funny thing about this is, you know, jab, 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 right hook. The, the, the essence of it is you have to give value, give value, give value, and then make an ask, right? And I would, I would guess if I had Gary on this show that Gary would even agree with me that a lot of that in that book is still extremely important today, but he might actually add something before that first jab or maybe after the last jab before you make the right hook, and that's listening to that person, listening and personalizing your message. Now, a personalized message for all of those that are out there is does not mean you use one of those ridiculous email services where it puts in the, you know and says hi Brian at the top of the email and then the rest of it is you know completely canned because the majority of people that use that kind of service most of the time it it says hello insert name right and then they, they forget to you know to use the right uh, boolean expression and and bring in uh, someone's name but to bring this kind of full circle what i'm talking about is you know, if you're following me on Twitter, let's use an example. You're following me on Twitter and you're a brand and you want to you want me to share a blog post or maybe you want me to write a guest blog post for your um, for your blog. The, the first thing you should not do that I get a lot of brands that do is they will follow me and they, they will send me an automatic DM that says, Hey, Brian, we have a great blog on our website, and we would love for you to contribute. If you contribute to our blog, we give exposure. Some of the people that have, have written for our blog are blah, 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 blah. Because to me, if you want me to care about your blog, then you're not going to send me an automated canned message. If you value my time, if you value my experience, if you value what I can bring to your content and your brand, then guess what you're not going to do? You're not going to send me the exact same message word for word that you send everybody else. And that sounds really pompous, but I don't care if you're me. I don't care who you are. And I'm I'm a little fish in a in a big pool in a big pond, right? I'm not I'm not any any better than anyone else. But what I want to highlight there here, and what I want to really you know bring this home on is that people have to realize that if you if you want to make an ask of me, first off, the amount of people that send me an email, and they say in the email. Brian, man, we really love everything that you're talking about. We love all of the content. We've been following you for a long time, and we really would love for you to check out our blog. Well, here's the first thing that I do. I click on their name, and if they have their social um, accounts directly linked in their email, it makes it easier. And I click on Twitter, and I click on Instagram, and then I look, and guess what? A majority of them aren't even following me on social media. Now, I'm not high and mighty to believe you have to follow me, but if in your email, when you're making an ask from me, in that email it says that you've been following me for a long time and that you value my content and it's been amazing and you aren't even following me, not only are you a liar, but you're a fraud and that email gets deleted, I don't care how big the brand is, I don't care how amazing you think you are. And to me, this happens weekly. And uh, what's up, Vicki Taylor? Vicki Taylor in the house, one of my favorite, brightest people out there in the digital marketing space. And uh, Vicki Vicky talks a lot about this as well. She is a, uh, a must-follow. I uh, can't wait to get back across the pond to hang out with Vicki. She's watching here live on, on Facebook Live. But And, and Vicki said right there, right, askers all the time with no relationship building at all. 
this is this is the basic concept, right? And we understand, right? Relationships are key, and people buy from people they like, and people. I've been preaching that people buy from people they can relate to. But here's t- here's the thing: is take it a step further. If you're making an ask for someone, if you're telling someone, if you're saying, I want you to read this blog, I want you to share this out, I want you to contribute, I want to get a time on your calendar, I want you to be a guest on my, you know what that says? It says, me, 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 me. Well, if you're making the ask, you better put in that email what's in it for me, the person you're asking, right? And this to me is ridiculously you know, overlooked. In this world where we're so distracted and we're so overwhelmed, if you can't take that little bit of time, then there's no way I'm going to reply. And then let's take it a step further. You know, inside of my contacts, you know, on my, um, in my CRM system, right? So, you know, you can use a variety of tools. I recommend a tool called Nimble um, from my good friend John Ferrara, and, I, and I'll put a link uh, to Nimble in the show notes of this episode. But John Ferrara and Nimble allows you to really organize your contacts. If you're a small business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, now of course, if you're using a, uh, if you're a much bigger company, a much bigger brand, you might be using something like a Salesforce, or you might be managing your your contacts through a different CRM system. But the, the art of making an ask, one of the things that I do, and I, and I can pull it up on my phone right now on uh, you know one of my phones, in the contact section of my phone, every single person that I connect with that I think of as a business relationship, in the notes section, I put in the notes section where they prefer to be communicated with. Let me, let me repeat that. In the notes section for each one of my business contacts, I put in the notes section where they like to be communicated with. So my good friend Ted Rubin, Ted Rubin's a friend of mine. Ted Rubin likes the phone. He likes, you know, as my he is a return on relationships guy. He likes the phone. So inside of his his contact, it says notes, and then it says phone. Well, then I have a, another friend. Uh, you know, it's uh, Tim McDonald, and Tim McDonald. Uh, and I communicate over Facebook Messenger. And yes, I have his email yet address. Yes, I will text message him. But guess what I do? When I want to get something out of him, I prioritize and make sure to, to use the communication tool that they prefer. Because here's the thing. If you communicate where I prefer to communicate at, the chance of you getting a yes is much higher, right? Much higher. And I, and I see people here that are watching live and they're saying, uh, you know, smart. So this is a basic concept. Everybody can do this. And I know I, I always seem to only use my iPhone, but you can do this in Google contacts. You can do this in your Gmail. Simply add in there. And, you know, oftentimes what I will do is I'll say, they reached out to me on Twitter. And then underneath it, I'll say, business conversation on Skype. So therefore, I already know that I have their Skype uh, uh, email address and I already know that they, um, what their, their, you know, perf- what the, the next step was. And I, and I see someone, uh, Jeremy Ryan Smith just uh, dropped in the comment section, what is my favorite form of communication? So I think to get, a, to, you know, for me, to the way that I kind of communicate or the, or the path to communication, for what I really prefer is I prefer someone to where you're, in, where you're engaging me, where you're finding me the most value, I prefer you to engage with me on that platform. So here's, here's a great example. If you are on Twitter and a lot of our conversation has been on Twitter and you've been amplifying my content on Twitter, then you send me a Twitter DM and I will gladly engage with you via Twitter DM. Now, 
Now, don't send me a Twitter DM and say, what's your email address? Because now we're just wasting steps, right? Like, oh my goodness. Like, send me a Twitter DM and say, hey, Brian, I would love to, to work with you on this project. I was wondering if I could send you some more information on it. I'll say, great, here's my email address. Send me it via email. Now, I will say my preferred communication uh, you know, path, I would say from a business perspective, is anything that is in a messenger form on my phone, right? So um, if you have my phone number, iMessage is my preferred platform. So number one way is text messaging me. Uh, text, me text messaging me. So I prefer text messages. But I also love Facebook Messenger because Facebook Messenger is turned on on my phone as well. So when you're thinking about making an ask, when you're asking somebody to do something, this is, yeah, common sense that isn't very common. When, when someone's reaching out to me, let's say, let's say you connected with me on LinkedIn. This is something that, this is a pet peeve of mine, right? You connected with me on LinkedIn. We've engaged on LinkedIn. You've, you've commented on my LinkedIn comments. You've shared one of my LinkedIn posts. And then because we're connected on LinkedIn, you have my email address. Rather than sending me a message on LinkedIn in mail, which you can, you actually take the liberty and all of a sudden spam me via email. Right. And and I'll take it a step further. I got two voicemails uh, last week from people that got my phone number from either my website or from my LinkedIn account. And from there, they thought they had the right to disrupt me and call me on my phone and leave me a voicemail that was really a pitch. And the pitch went something like this. Hey, Brian. I know that you must be really busy as an entrepreneur and a successful person like yourself. At my company, what we do is we help brands like yourself leverage social media. Social media is growing. Now, this is the voicemail I'm listening to. And if anyone who knows who I am, one of the things that I do with brands is I work with them to use social media to tell their story. So not only did this person, this cold-calling idiot, and I will call it a cold-calling idiot because that's what this person was, they took the liberty to take to take my phone, my phone number publicly, they felt the right to then disrupt my life by calling my phone, then to leave me a voicemail and, and pitching me services that I provide my clients. You didn't even take the time to look at what I do as a business model. You didn't even take the time to read any of my posts or click on any of my websites or my links. And then you had the nerve to send me, to, f to call me. I mean, to me, that not only... Not only does this like drive me crazy, but guess what I did? And this is and this person, I don't, I don't think they're listening because, well, <laughs> if they listened to any of my content, they would have pitched me this. Is I went back into LinkedIn and I unconnected with them, because not only was I insulted that they felt that they that they had the right to then call me out of the blue and then pitch me services that I offer, but on top of that, they took for granted that we are connected on that platform. And this person, to me, was already providing value. What's up, Greg Walker? Thanks for jumping in. Thanks, Dave. Yes, to me, this is one of those things, and this is you know the art of making an ask. And, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to flip this the other way around. I'm going to tell you now how the, how do I get somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk or Tony Robbins or uh, Joey Coleman or Scott Stratton or all of these people that I look up to in the industry. If I wanted to get them on my show, this is how I would do it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get ready, guys. This is I want you to take notes right now. This is this is the part where you're gonna be able to take action because I've I've been complaining about how people reach out to me, but I'm gonna give you my secret sauce on how I get people to answer yes. 
And this is a very simple thing. So I use the notes feature on my phone, right? This is very high tech. Literally the iPhone notes features. And, and, and what I do is I say in my head, okay, I'm like, I want to get on this person's radar. So Greg Walker's in here. Greg Walker um, is, 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 is the man. He, he's a good friend of mine. We've been connected on social for a long while. Hopefully I get to meet him sometime soon over, uh, out there in Ohio. But if I want to get on Greg Walker's radar, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to add him to a private Twitter list and I'm going to start monitoring what content content he has. I'm going to then go to his website and I'm going to look at what his recent blog topics are and I'm going to look at if he has anything that he's excited to announce, right? And this is all public information, right? I don't have to be friends with Greg yet to make this. And I'm going to look at his website and I'm going to say, okay, ooh, guess what? He has a new version of his book coming out in, in two months. Okay, this is where the magic happens, right? A lot of people, well, this is common sense, right? Okay, well, when he has the new book coming out, I'm just going to wait till then, and then I'm going to ask him, like, hey, you want to come promote your, your new book on my podcast? Well, yes, that might work, but here's the secret. Between now and that book release comes out, I'm going to be a big fan of Greg Walker's. I'm going to be a big fan of Greg's, and I'm going to support him. I'm going to amplify his content. I'm going to, connect, I'm going to comment when, when, where I can add value to things that he's doing. And the reason I'm doing that is there's twofold, right? First of all, I want to be top of mind. I don't want to be the person that makes the ask and be like, man, I don't even remember how that person got my email. The other thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to, maybe I'm not sure where Greg prefers to be communicated with. So I'm going to connect with him on LinkedIn. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reply to a comment on LinkedIn. I'm going to retweet to him on Twitter, right? Oh, my buddy Ted Rubin just jumped in here right now. And, and, and Ted, Ted, who's now listening uh, live, I just used Ted as a reference. And here's the thing. When you want to get something from somebody, the best way, the best time to do so is when they have something to pitch. They have a brand new book out. They're launching a new podcast. Maybe they have a new product. Maybe they have a new online course. Maybe they're excited because they're going to go speak at this big event and they want, you know, they want some amplification. But here's the, here's the secret recipe to make this all work. You need to build that relationship between now and that big release date. Because guess what? If you don't build the relationship between now and then, if you're not investing in having conversations with them, if you're not help, you know, showing you care before you want them to care about you, your, when you make that ask, when they, when they have a new book coming out or a new something coming down, you fall into the same you know, uh, ecosystem as everybody else. And whenever I'm going to save up my asks, and I'm going to get to the save up the ask part in a second, right? When I'm going to get to my saving up your asks question, when I'm going to use that right hook, I'm going to finally cash in my social equity I'm going to make sure that I give the best possible way without question to, to get a yes answer, right? And I think for so many people, here's the crazy part, is you do the research. You understand that they have something coming out. You wait until they do it. But what are you doing between now and then? And I think for so many people, you miss the opportunity to build that relationship, make that relationship stronger, so that when you do make that right hook, it is a value. And the other thing I'm going to put out there, and, and this is something, you know, a couple episodes ago, I, I went into a little bit of song, and I said, you know, I said R-E-S-P-E-C-T, right? Respect. For me, respecting the value and the, 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 the weight of that ask is so underestimated. To me, this is something that drives me crazy. I will have people that spend uh, six months, right, 
make, waiting to make an ask. They make an ask from me. They say, Brian, we would love for you to contribute to our blog post. Brian, we would love you to be a guest on our podcast. And because they did it the right way, I say yes, right? And then I go on their, their podcast. I, 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 I hit it out of the park because, you know, I like to talk. And, you know, this is my preferred method of delivering a story. Um, and then afterwards... I, I, I share it out, and this is the part that people mess up a lot as well. Within that next two weeks, I get two more emails of them asking me to do something else. Asking me to, hey, can you share my blog post? Hey, you were great on my podcast. Uh, any chance you want to watch my video and share it out to your community? Do you know what I feel like right then? You know what I feel like? I feel like that you used me. I feel like you got what you wanted, the big ask out of the way, and now you don't care that if you ruin this relationship. And I can tell you this is something that really, really bothers me you know, to the nth degree. Just because you got somebody to say yes to you, it actually now is put, you should put more weight on yourself and say, I now need to value that person's time even more. I, I've spent, and, and I was at a Dell event this past week, I spent two years, two years, which might have been a little too long in my book, I spent two years amplifying, celebrating, connecting with Dell employees, uh, broadcasting certain things, all of that waiting to a time where I felt was I could get the, the best chance to get a yes, but also waiting to the time that I felt was most valuable, that I could actually make that right hook, I could actually go in for some, to get something that I want, and to me, this is you know this is something that without question is is missed out right and and I and I know that uh, Ted just said you know forget the art of the ass the art of the relationship and here's here's the truth of this we we all are asking people for time you know anyone I don't care you say hey I want to pick your brain you know how many people get those messages I know if you guys are listening to this right now I can guarantee you that a majority of you are are saying you get those messages hey I want to pick your brain what's up Haley Maloney uh, I got to hang out with Haley at uh, my best friend's uh, wedding this weekend in Virginia Beach uh, and got to catch up uh, Haley and I graduated uh, high same high school and Haley's doing some amazing things in the fitness space uh, using Facebook Live. So I love to see that, that Haley's in here and Victoria Taylor and, and Ted and Matt. And I see a, a bunch of people commenting here. And, and Haley's comment was, you know, I love this. It can be applied in so many areas of our life. And that's the truth, right? I think everybody, you know, like building relationships and, and I say this a lot. I strategically build relationships a lot of times, right? When I will put somebody on my radar, like here, here's a good example. And, and this is a real life one. And I, and, I, and I have this one going on right now. And you guys are going to be interested. So I want to speak at the main stage of South by Southwest this year. I want to be on the main stage, right? I've spoken at South by Southwest four years in a row, but I want to be on the main stage, right? And one of the things that I, I want to do with that is there are two brands that I know, two of my uh, brands that I've supported that I know they have a spot on the main stage of South by Southwest. So right now in my Twitter feed, I have a private Twitter list with only the people that work for that company and the two decision makers of that brand. I have them in their own Twitter list. And I'm amplifying their tweets. I'm connecting with them on Twitter. When I go on LinkedIn, they're people's accounts that I'm following. Because guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that 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 relationship not only top of mind but I'm gonna, I'm gonna show them I'm gonna make sure that they see me that I'm still what I'm doing I'm gonna make sure that they're they're understanding what I'm looking for and then what my plan is the first week of November and I have this on my calendar so here's another tip for those that are out there if you want to if you want to strategically make an ask at the right time 
put it on your calendar. Like I making an ask is that important to me. I, I value people's time at such a high level that if I'm going to disrupt you, if I'm going to send you an email, I'm going to call you, I'm going to send you a, 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 a text message. If, if we are on that level of relationship, if I'm going to do that with me wanting something from you, and it can be as simple as I want you to review this podcast, uh, which I would love everybody that's listening to this to review this podcast in iTunes. But if, uh, if I'm going to single you out, if I'm going to spend the time and use up my ask equity, I'm going to make sure to do it. And it's so important that it goes on my calendar. That's how much I prioritize this level of relationship and this level of making that ask. Because I think it's something that we we just take for granted. And it doesn't matter if it's asking your sister to do something or asking a friend to donate money. And what's up, Julia? I see Julia jumped in here as well, right? To me, this is something that, this is basic. And here, let's, let's wrap a whole, you know, I want to put a whole thing on this whole conversation. So what I do first is I engage with people on social and I engage with them. You know, if I get their business card, I add them to my LinkedIn contacts and I send them a follow-up LinkedIn email. It says, hey, thanks for connecting with me in Austin, Texas. I hope you enjoyed my presentation. I'm glad that we're connected here on LinkedIn. Then I put in my in their contact where they we communicated at, right? And then if all of a sudden we start having a great conversation, we become Facebook friends and all of a sudden as Facebook friends, they send me a Facebook message and I realize that they prefer to be communicated with on Facebook Messenger, I go into that contact and I say, Facebook Messenger is their preferred way of getting uh, contacted with, right? And then I'm like, ooh, man, I, I remember now, this person has connections with that one brand that I want to work with in Austin, Texas. Okay, well, when did I want to work with them? Okay, I want to work with them in the summer of next year. So I want to stay on that person's radar between now and let's say January, February. I'm going to make the ask in January and February. So then I go to their website and I look on their website and see if they have anything big being announced at that time frame or anything going on. If they don't, what I usually do is on my calendar, I put a calendar in... Uh, uh, you know, I block off on my calendar a month from today and it says check up on Eric before the Austin event see if he's updated anything that he has going on right to me this is this is one of those things where just because when I look at your website or I look at your social digital footprint even if you don't have something that you have going on right now between now and my ask, something might come up. And so I try to check back in every 30 days. Like, and, and the reason that this topic came up is on my calendar today, two things that I had on my calendar today were two different people that I wanted to reach out to and I plan on making an ask to in this month of October, but I haven't figured out the perfect timing yet. So on my calendar invite, it literally said, and I can, we, here, I'll, I'll read, the, which, here, let me see what the, uh, the exact one is. So on this calendar invite, it simply says, the first one says, make sure to stay updated on what Mike has in the news. And the other one says, what's Ray up to lately? Verify if there's anything that I can help him with. Do you, you see what that was, right? You know, not only being, here it is, strategic rather than impulsive. And here's the thing, sometimes impulsive comes off and you get a, you get a successful ask, but the key is, Making your ask look like it was impulsive or uh, at the right time, not making it look and sound strategic, but knowing that it was strategic, right? The amount of people that will tell me, and this is another thing that really annoys me, right? I'll have someone that sends me an email and says, Brian, I've been following you for all of these months. Here are two of my favorite blog posts of yours. 
Well, the interesting thing about that is I know that you just went to my website and picked two random blog posts. What I would rather you say is like, hey, Brian, I've been following you for a couple of months. I love that you launched your new podcast. Some of those topics seem really interesting. I also read one of the, the, uh, you know, the things on your podcast. Like, not only don't tell me what of my content you've actually connected with. Tell me why it connected with you, right? Because this is all of, this is building relationship, but this is it, really what you're doing, what you're selling me when you're making an ask. And maybe that's how I'm going to wrap a bow on this episode. And I love that I have a, a big live audience. So thank you everybody on Facebook Live for watching. I do broadcast this every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. So you guys can tune in and watch the live uh, podcast recording. But here's the thing that I, you know, like I really, I want people to realize when you're prioritizing is don't underestimate the value of an ask. Don't overuse your asks. I, and I will do this. You know, I have some really good friends of mine that will literally ping me twice a week. Brian, can you share this out? Brian, can you can you talk? Can you do me a favor and get me added to this group? Brian, I, I tagged you in this post. Uh, why didn't you share it? I don't care how good of a friend you are. I don't care if, if and people that know me will know this across the board. If I'm gonna take time to message you and, and have you disrupted and have you consuming something on my behalf, it's going to be worth it and I'm not going to overuse it. I think right now we're having two problems. The two main problems that people have today is that they connect with you on LinkedIn and they immediately spam you with a canned message, right? We, we, we undervalue the time it takes to build a relationship. That's the first thing that we do wrong. The second thing that we do wrong is that once we build a relationship, we we overestimate how much equity we have in making continual asks. And I'll tell you what, brands do this just as much as influencers and leaders. I have numerous brands that I will support all the time. I, I will support I've been they've never paid me a penny, but they've supported me. They've they've been a part of my content. I like their content. And about once a month or so, they'll send me a message and it's like, Hey, Brian, I'm not sure if you saw this blog post, but if you like it, you know, feel free to share it out to your audience and I will share it every time I read it. But here's the thing. When that brand all of a sudden goes from asking me once a month to once a week to then giving me the worst emails ever right now, the worst email I believe ever is someone that, that, that forwards their own email and then in the email title says, just bumping this up to the top to see that you read it or just in case you missed this, Brian. Like you're you're so pompous that you think that I that I must have just like glanced over and missed your email that you then are going to disrupt me a second time because you are so so important that you know your email didn't get the reply that it's needed and if you've built up a relationship with me you probably do need to email me twice right like if if you've built but if you've never built a relationship with me and you dare to make an ask via email and then a week later send me a forwarded email that says just in case you missed this I want to make sure that it gets your time and the best one today I got one that said this is my third attempt Brian I'm guessing that since you haven't uh, taken the time to respond to this that um, this isn't a value to you. News break. Yes, you are correct. And you know what? The fact that you had to email me a third time about it to like make yourself known and feel special and then waste my time again. Not only do I not reply to that email, I now hit spam so that your email doesn't even go into my inbox the next time you send me an email. And this sounds, this sounds harsh and I might sound a little bit fired up or a lot fired up, but you know what? People's time is so damn important. And 
I think we, we, you cannot be a solopreneur and work by yourself. You must be able to, to cash in on your community. I, one of these things I've said for a long time is you want to make sure that you're building an actionable community, right? I, influence. There's a difference between someone that you know, says they're influential and someone that can prove that they're influential. Being influential means that you have trust with your audience that when you ask them to do something or you are doing something, it inspires them to take action. Take action. Let's repeat that, right? I inspire you to take action. I mean, the, the, the real truth of it is if you support me, if you, if you share out my blog post, if you go into my podcast and you write me a review of my podcast and then you share out some of my content, more oftentimes than not, guess what I do? I will go onto your site. I will go onto your content. I will start sharing it and I will ask you if there's anything I can do for you. How cool is that? Like that, That's probably the coolest way of doing, making this whole thing work, right? Let's flip this ask on the head. Why don't we start giving value so much to people and becoming so helpful to people that the person that you want to ask for something comes to you and makes the ask for that to me is the magic guys I hope you enjoyed this episode for me you know this is something that I'm not only passionate about but in this digital world where chaos is the new normal and everybody has something for everybody you know hey pick my brain hey please share this out hey can you take 10 minutes and get on my podcast hey I just want five minutes of your time yeah because like any phone call I ever get on takes five minutes. I mean, I talk fast, but it doesn't mean I talk short. I just get a lot of information in in a short amount of time. But here's the thing. If you value people's time, if you understand that we all have 24 hours in the day, it doesn't matter how rich you are, how poor you are, how influential you are, how many followers you have. I don't care how many followers, how many people. If No matter who you are, we have 24 hours in the day. Respect people's time. Build a relationship, do it strategically so that you know when you're asking them that they, it's the best time for them because they want to celebrate something or they, they need your help and you're doing it on the preferred channel that they want to do. I can tell you, if you want to get something from me, if you want to ask something from me, Brian Fanzo, iSocialFans, the, the first place that you communicate with me better not be email. Did you hear that? Better not be email. Now, the second place you probably communicate with me is email because I love, I love using at email for actionable uh, you know, insights with my business. I use email a lot. But let's remember what I said. Your first communication with me better not be via email because the way you got my email address more than likely was my business card, my LinkedIn profile, my website. Every one of my slide decks on SlideShare has it. I talk, I have it in the show notes of this podcast, fanzo at isocialfans.com. But guess what? If you're connected and you're sharing and you're gonna, you're gonna, you want to build a relationship with me, build a relationship with me where I'm having these conversations, then you can follow up via email and make an ask hopefully at the right time, at the right place. My name is Brian Fanzo, better known as iSocialFans. This is episode 52 in the books. Always excited to share these conversations with you guys. For you guys that are watching live on the live show, it's time for me to evoke a little bit of FOMO as I turn off the live broadcast, and I'm going to switch into a five-minute rant uh, sponsored by my good friends of an iographer. I'm wearing my iographer hat right now as we're broadcasting this. And my five-minute rant, which will be only available on the audio podcast that you guys can download on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, any of the podcaster apps, I'm going to actually give you guys three of my favorite tools, three of my favorite tools that I use 
to manage this whole process of making these asks as well as social listen so that I know when your book's coming out or oftentimes I know when you've got awarded something before you know it. I'm going to share those tools and those tips on the podcast only segment starting All right, it's time for the rant segment of the show. I already teed it up, so this is sponsored by Iographer. Check out the show notes. There's a link there where you guys can get a discount on some of the Iographer gear. It is the gear that I use to live stream with. I also use their book bag. And if you watch the show live, I was wearing their hat. But, you know, I talked a lot about the art of making the ask and how important it is to build a relationship and be strategic. But it also includes, you know, using tools to your advantage. And the tools I'm going to talk about on this, you know, little five-minute segment, I'm not even sure if it'll be a full five-minute rant um, here, but it's really the tools. I like to use things that are in my day-to-day life and things that are I'm monitoring or using. And so email is actually one that I, I use, and I kind of trick my own email habit. And what I do is I, I actually, I, you know, if I have an email from somebody that I want to make an ask from, and it's an old email, like an old email. I actually uh, go into Gmail, because I use Gmail at Google for work, and I actually put the email as unread. And it always looks weird, because it'll be like an email from like March of 2017, and it'll have unread next to it. But the reason I do that is if I'm in my email and I'm scrolling to the bottom of my email, kind of like finishing my email inbox, and I get to that last one that's unread, and I'm like, oh, that one's with Chelsea. Oh, I, I remember I wanted to get Chelsea. I need to get on Chelsea's radar. It reminds me to go like see what they're doing, check in on them. So one of the things I try to use is actually just unread a very old email so it stands out to kind of remind me to stay top of mind with that individual. The other tool I talked about um, is Nimble, and I will be transparent. Nimble, I've been a big fan of Nimble uh, for a long time. Rachel on my team, uh, of course, used to work there. John Ferreira, in my opinion, is one of the the nicest and brightest guys um, in this whole space. And so the, the tool is nimble.com, and it's a social CRM uh, tool for small, medium-sized business entrepreneurs. Um, I have been bad with being uh, with keeping up with that because I've had multiple businesses and multiple things going on, and really I have no excuse. I've been bad keeping up with my side of the nimble, um, but I do plan on kind of uh, honing that in. But it's one of the tools that I talked about in my contact section I actually put what I prefer to communicate with people on. Um, I actually put that in the contacts. The cool part about what Nimble does is it actually allows you to see when the last time it was that you communicated people and with what platform. So it actually allows you to, you know, you can log in there and say, ooh, I replied to a LinkedIn message with them last. Or I replied to a publicly, or I retweet, they retweeted three of my tweets recently. And uh, that tool really does work out really nice from a standpoint of, you know, you know, understanding what people are using, uh, keeping kind of top of mind with what they uh, have going on. And then ultimately, it allows you to engage uh, directly um, from there as well, which I think is a uh, is a massive win when it comes to, uh, you know, staying you know, in the know. And then the last one is I actually use Google Alerts. Um, Google Alerts, I, I, in my Google Alerts, I have people's names in Google Alerts that I want to know when they're mentioned on a blog post or they're mentioned. And I don't do this for everyone. I usually, I probably do it, I'd say 10 or 12 people a year. 
I do individual Google uh, alerts. And so, you know, let's say that person, Chelsea, right, my friend Chelsea Cross, if I want to, you know, stay uh, up to date on what Chelsea's doing, I just set up, you know, Google alerts, and I set up the, the, the reminder to send me an email every week. And so each week it sends me an email reminder with every time she was mentioned, her name was mentioned um, on social media or in a blog post, and what it does is it really allows me to filter the noise and I can oftentimes, you know, hey, congratulations, I see you were you know, mentioned in this blog post and all of people be like, wait, how did you know that? Like, thanks so much for letting me know and I really appreciate you for, you know, le- uh, for celebrating me on that, on that note. And it's that little bit of going a little bit above and beyond what everyone else is doing when you're building that relationship. Because if you want to stand out from the noise, if you want to be top of mind when you're building someone's relationship, you do have to do a little bit more than sending a retweet or, you know, favoriting um, something or even just sharing a blog post or, you know, sending a text to check in on people. I think if you go a little bit above and beyond and you start celebrating others first, it's a great way to do it. And of course, the other tool I use, which is a tool I talk about all the time, is Flipboard. Um, Inside of Flipboard, you can actually add individual people's blog feeds uh, into your Flipboard. So if it's someone, uh, like the example I used on on the show, I talked about that person from South by Southwest. I actually add their RSS feed into my Flipboard so that every time they post a new blog post, it's inside of my Flipboard content tool. And therefore, I can read it, I can share it, I can add it to one of my tools, and it really does allow me to, to consume content of those that I really want to stay on, up to date with without having to go to their blog or add it directly to any of my you know my social sharing feeds. So those are kind of the tools that I use. The other one is uh, Calendar. I'll tell you what, I love the Calendar. Uh, I'm a slave to my Calendar. If it's not on my calendar, more than likely I won't do it. I will forget about it. And so I block off time every Wednesday to connect with people. I call it, you know, connect with the third floor, which if you haven't heard that, you haven't been listening to all of these episodes. But every Wednesday at 4 p.m., I have an email, uh, I have a calendar alert that says, check in on the fourth floor, which used to be because my executives in the company I worked for were on the fourth floor. And I always wanted to make sure that I was top of mind. So every Wednesday, I would walk onto the fourth floor and I would kind of walk around and poke my head into meetings and just say hello because it was my way of not being out of sight, out of mind. And then as I worked from home, I realized that's probably even more important. So it's been about 11 years I've had that same calendar um, you know, alert on in, in my calendar. And it just it's a reminder to reach out to certain people and use that time for strategic networking. So if I give you any advice, if you take away anything from the end of this episode, it's that, you know, invest time in building relationships and being strategic. And make sure that when you make that ask, not only is it the best time to make the ask, but you're using the preferred communication tool and it's not the first time you're messaging them in a long time. Stay top of mind, engage, share, collaborate. Let them know that you, you're, you're caring about them along the way. Therefore, when you make the right hook, when you make the ask, when you want them to do something for you, not only do they jump at the opportunity of doing so, but they do so with not only excitement, but they're thankful for you for connecting with them, and it's their way of paying you back. If you guys want to pay me back for the episode, <laughs> that's a really bad segue. Uh, I would love for you guys to leave a review on iTunes. Just go into your iTunes player, leave a review on the podcast. Those reviews do help uh, more reviews. get More people get to see or listen to this podcast. It shows up in more search results, which ultimately gets more earballs on this. And yes, I did say earballs. With that, I think it's time to crack open a beer, finish this 
show notes for this podcast episode and get it live for episode 52. 